Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. What's up and welcome to another edition of the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host Tito and let's go ahead and jump into this. So today's podcast is on why people fail. Now, pretty in-depth topic, pretty uh, serious, right? So why do people fail? So, so many different reasons why people don't achieve uh, their goals or objectives, right? But one of the main things is something I'm not going to talk about to the end about kind of the the reverse in the role, right? But failure, um, this is going to sound corny, and I know you've heard it a million times, but I don't think people dig into to the to the why, right? So when we're talking about failure, right? Failure comes from a point of um, basically defeat right and there's a difference between being defeated and failing right so when we think about it like i want i want you to really kind of look at it and say did i did i fail or was i defeated um and i'll tell you this (laughs) they kind of they're kind of synonymous in the sense that we we have a tendency of saying you know we failed at something uh i had a failed relationship um i had a failed test right i got an f on a test well yeah i'm pretty sure all of us have done bad right i know there's some people listening probably like i ain't never got an f in my life hey well great for you right um maybe you didn't pass your driver's test or something did you did you fail or did you give up and you let yourself be defeated by that obstacle right so when i say that let's look at some examples let's take the test right i'm sure many of us failed or didn't pass a part of a test right so for example driving test you got to do a a three-point you know turn or something maybe you don't get that part right you might still pass the test but you fail at part of it and it eats you up especially if you're an overachiever and everything now you feel like you didn't you didn't do everything you were supposed to you didn't get it done right um but is that really a failure right because so many of us have this failure or defeatist mindset and that mindset being that um, we allow people to tell us when we're good and bad right and don't get me wrong sometimes some of us do need a reality check and we need someone to tell us we're screwing up we need someone to tell us that things you know ain't ain't working out right or or we need to be better at what we do but on the flip side right on the flip side um failure turns into a a real mindset and once we get into that right and i'm about to take it away we're going into deep waters here right we take that and we hold it we hold it right here in our heart right and 
it's easy to fail at multiple things when you believe you have failed at one thing. <clears throat> so uh, I'll take it in inside the prison walls real quick. So life term inmates, right? So when, when I went to prison, I had 15 to life. I had a second degree murder that's 15 years you got to do before you even get to go in front of a parole board, which at the time basically was not giving anyone dates. Anyone who's ever seen Shawshank Redemption, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, um, Morgan Freeman went in front of the board and he tells them all this great stuff and they're basically like, denied. And when he goes in and talks shit, they actually give him a date. Imagine that, right? I'm not going to say it's like that all the time, but <laughs> maybe. Um, more people are getting out now than ever before. Um, which is a good thing, but don't get me wrong, these guys do a boatload of time before they get approved. But needless to say, I went in with the life sentence, right? And um, as a life lifer, um, you you get that, that defeatist mentality. You get that, that you learn failure because anyone who's done a, a long stint of time and mind you I did I did my 12 years right um, I ended up getting my life sentence overturned anyone who's watching this who who's never listened to a podcast or anything but I had 15 to life five years into it um, oh on the podcast for y'all listening I'm also running this live on YouTube you know feel free to go check out 15 to life on YouTube and you'll you'll be able to see this podcast me me saying it all but needless to say, after five years, uh, I was blessed to get that life sentence overturned, and I took a deal for 14 years, and I did 12. So before I got that deal, um, I pretty much had it in my mind that I was never going home. So that 15 years in front of the life sentence, I never thought that was going to manifest into an actual release date. I just pretty much figured I was in there for the long haul. Why? Because at that time, people weren't getting out. People weren't getting release dates. They just were not getting out. So, I mean, people would go to the board and, you know, you'd, you'd hear them go, oh, this was the 10th time I've been to board. And mind you, each time in between, it's not like you go every six months. When you finally make it to your first board hearing, you might not go to board again for five, seven years. And now it's, I think they can do up to 15-year denial, which is ridiculous. Hopefully they're changing all that. But, yeah, so I... I really had that, that failure mindset when it came to will I ever get out. So I pretty much just set myself up for the long run. The next thing you know, I got a date and and I was like, wow. The flip side is this, is that you got lifers who might do 15, 20 years before they ever see the parole board. So their work, it is not easy, y'all. It is not easy if you do time. For anything over seven years, I mean, hell, it doesn't matter. Three years is hard. To really go and never get a write-up for anything, right? And that was typically the, the tipping point for a board hearing. You could have certificates. You could get a master's degree. You could be a Ph.D., but they'll tell you you got written up one time 20 years ago, so you're denied, right? So it makes you say, how in the world can you do time in prison with literally the worst of the worst people um, peer pressure, not to mention uh, people fighting all the time. And, and don't get me wrong, if there's a race war that jumps off on the yard and you're standing in the middle, odds are you're going to defend yourself, maybe just get rounded up with the rest of them, and you're going to get a write-up. 
totally not your fault, but that could literally knock your potential for going home out for another 1 to 15 years. Crazy, right? So needless to say, how hard does that hit someone when you go that 15, that 20 years, and then, boom, you get denied after you've busted your ass to be good? So when you talk about a, a failure mindset, oh yeah, a lot of lifers had it, right? And then people get right up for stupid things, nothing criminal in nature, like violating rules, kissing too long in the visiting room. Imagine losing your potential freedom behind a kiss that went over, you know, 10 seconds. Wow, right? Um, so yeah, just crazy stuff. But needless to say, <clears throat> you have this failure mindset that so many people, I'm telling you, so many people out there have. Here's a trick, and I've been talking about this. I did it in my last, my, my Monday Motivation podcast. I'm going to talk about it now, but there's there's a, a subconscious aspect to all this, and this is a deep end uh, I was talking about a few minutes ago, but like when you're talking systemic, right? Right now we're, we hear a lot in the media about systemic racism and everything, right? Um, there's way deeper things in relation to that. So let's talk about one. Uh, one being, um, when you get deep into it, there's a mindset and uh, Shia, Shia, whatever the hell his name is, Shia LaBeouf, whatever, the guy from Transformers and all those other movies, um, uh, good actor and man, he, he gets into his roles, right? Um, but uh, I saw him, I saw part of this interview he did and he talked about a book he was reading. I wish I, I remember what book he was talking about. I'd love to read it, but he's talking about this book. And it basically, they, they had a bunch of gorillas that they put in a cage and there was like a light bulb um, or a banana, right? And they all want the banana. They love bananas. They want the banana. But they set it up so anytime they went to go get the banana, they get electrocuted, right? And they would go up and get the banana, go up and get the banana, right? Get electrocuted. And eventually, each gorilla knew that if they went up, they were getting electrocuted. So they would stop going up to get the banana. And they started rotating gorillas out. Here's the crazy thing, but it, it, it's, a, it's a psychology thing, right? So anyone who's studied psychology at all or even knows the definition will get this. Eventually... They rotated all the original gorillas who got shocked out. They stopped shocking gorillas, but the gorillas just knew you don't touch the freaking banana no matter how bad you want it. And it became ingrained in them that even new gorillas would learn it from the old ones to the point where they got to where none of the gorillas had ever had to deal with it, yet they wouldn't grab the banana. And I'm listening to this going... That's deep because when someone says uh, uh, a minority has an opportunity that they didn't have 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, the thing they don't think about is how long have they been going without that to the extent to where they don't even think they can get it anymore. It's not even a freaking option in their mind. They've been trained. Here's the thing. I, I say this with, with my people at work, um, and I'm a very big believer in it. Anyone who wants to debate me on it or, or educate me, I'm always open to learn something new. But 
I'm a firm believer that we as human beings are animals. We are animals. We're just higher up on the food chain, right? Why? Because we use our noggin. We don't have the biggest brains, but we use them, right? But do we use them in a positive, productive, and human way, right? Maybe not all the time. But the point being this, is that <clears throat> we get to a point where we know how to manipulate things, even within ourselves. And um, so when, when we talk about these systemic issues, people that maybe haven't had to deal with it, don't see it because they've never dealt with it. And it's not about always the color of your skin. It's about how your your mental capacity has been limited not to see certain things. And then when you say, well, there, there's people that play sports and they're, they're in entertainment and they're this and the other thing. You're talking about such a small percentage of that group who pushed through and wouldn't accept that failure. Like for whatever reason they saw more or they believed so much in the dream, right, that they made it a reality, which a lot of books talk about too, right? So once again, I bounce around a lot. Anyone who hasn't seen me or, or talked to me or listened to my podcast, <laughs> you just don't know, but hopefully you, you can keep up. So there's a big piece of this that rotates around this is we talk about, you know, positive affirmations. I, I, I used to do a, a big talk um, in prison, in halfway houses, and in, in a lot of other places called The Importance of the Prison Sink. And my whole thing was um, for at least six months before I got out, probably a little bit longer, every morning when I would go into that dorm environment where it's a bunch of sinks and a bunch of toilets, you know, where our bathroom, right? spray bottle you spray everything down kind of like covid now right spray everything down wipe everything down and then you start brushing your teeth doing whatever you got to do right obviously i didn't have to comb my hair i don't have any hair really um but um i would go in there and right before i started brushing my teeth i would look myself square in the eye because a lot of my failures came from what other people told me i could and couldn't do Every time I tried to do something positive, the negative-ass people that were hanging around me will tell me how I'm not going to be able to do it or how that's not going to be beneficial to me or how, 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 all these different things. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how much I listened to that bullshit, right? So I told myself, you know, I'm reading these books and some of them are, you know, leadership books, some of them are business books, some of them are self-help books, but... In hanging around some better people in prison, there are some good people in there, right? Just screwed up for whatever reason. But I said, you know, I gotta, I gotta start ingraining this. So I started meditating. Everything. I would get up in front of that mirror, sitting at that prison sink. The power of this moment, every day in the morning before I start my day, was I would sit there and tell myself three to five times, just like this, like I'm looking on this video. You are not gonna let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. You are not going to let anyone tell you what you can or can't do. You are not going to let anyone tell you what you can or can't do. Now, the difference between saying it, putting the post-it on the mirror and you know all that good stuff and putting it on social media, I'm going to start working out, and then you don't do shit, right? Or you do it once every other day or something stupid like that. You don't stick to a program. Was I said it every day, but I believed it. I believed it. 
because there were so many things I started changing already where I turned in, I turned my failures into opportunities, i.e. learning or training sessions for myself to say, I did it this way and it didn't work. I have to now do it, <clears throat> excuse me, a different way. So I said this every day. I said this every day. And then I was doing things like I wanted to get in shape. So I was busting my ass three times a day, seven days a week. On the weekends, it was usually one workout or whatever. But during the week, during the work week, I worked out three times a day, right? Like I busted my ass and I got down to 190 pounds, which was kind of like my dream weight. Uh, I've been working out recently. I'm down 20 pounds, so I'm, I'm down to 220. I'm trying to lose at least 20 more pounds. I'm a lot older now, so 200 would be a good uh, dad fit right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so positive affirmations, you hear those about those all the time. Or you hear, if you believe, you can achieve. That is 100% true, but they don't go deep enough. That's a quick tagline that people think, well, if I believe it, I'm going to be able to do it. Well, it's not just the belief. You have to, it has to be like faith. Like a lot of people have faith in God. And when someone says you can't prove God, and I'm here to tell y'all, because I'm a big science person, I have my faith in God too. But I never get the two, they're, to me they're yin and yangs, right? Because you can say lightning strikes and that's God. But is it? Because a scientific person says, well, it's weather and it's this and it's that, Right. Which I believe both are right. <laughs> That's the difference. I just don't want to argue either way. I will 100% say there's no scientific way to prove that God exists. But it's about faith, right? So this is the key point. And if you read a lot of these books, they'll, they'll tell you that you have to have faith. But they usually equate it to religion, which I think kills off a lot of people that could benefit from it. I'm here to tell you, faith is having faith, which means you believe in it no matter what anyone else tells you. Screw everyone else. Screw everyone else. It's about you and how it benefits you and how you're going to move forward. So why do people fail? Because they'll say it, they'll preach it, they'll post it, but they don't have the faith to believe that they can achieve it. So they don't. Somewhere inside they say they're never going to do it, so they stop. Or they just never succeed because deep down they don't believe they can do it in the first place and then they will blame it here's the other thing don't be a freaking blamer where you blame it on everyone else because i'll tell you right now go back to what i said a minute ago the whole systemic thing there are people that have been mentally like programmed to not succeed but there's also people that break that. So don't let that be, don't say, Tito, you gave me the excuse. I'm systemically programmed and I'll never achieve anything. Bullshit. Don't be a sorry, pathetic ass person. Step the fuck up and make shit happen. Period. Period. Don't let anyone tell you what you can or can't do. That includes yourself. All right. So why do people fail? They fail because they allow someone else to write their book once again another podcast that i did before the book of life right so i i've done this talk many times as well we all have a book of life and right right when you're born it's got like two pages in it you were born and it's got someday when you're gonna die there's a whole bunch of blank pages in between right people love to let their parents their siblings their significant others their boss, 
their professor, their teacher, their drill sergeant. They let all these other people that ain't got nothing to do with your life, except that they're in it, write their book. Why the hell? Write your own goddamn book, man. Or make it like a movie. You're you're writing a screenplay. And make 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 the star <clears throat> you and if you guys wonder why I keep leaning forward, it's my mic. Um make the star, right? Do some awesome shit, right? Like get the girl or the guy at the end of the movie, right? Uh Leave a legacy behind. And that legacy doesn't mean that you make a ton of money and you leave your money to someone. Your legacy can be you wrote a book. Your legacy could be um, you help build houses for Habitat for Humanity. It could be all kinds of different things, right? But do something positive. Pay shit forward. Like whatever benefit you get from me or anyone else, a book or whatever, share that shit. That's, I'm spewing out experience and education. And when I say education, I got two freaking degrees. You will seldomly hear me talk about the stuff I learned in school because it is outweighed by the other books I've read and the experiences I've had. Hands down. I love putting that crap on my resume, but the reality is is I get more strength, more, more intelligence out of living through things and doing them and reading up on things and interacting with people that have done things. That's where my, my real power comes from. Um, so anyway, why people fail is 100% a mental thing. Physical, yeah. Come on, man. There's people that freaking had their legs freaking amputated. And they put the little the little metal thing on and they, they outrun other people. And then people say that they have an unfair advantage. They, they're missing a goddamn leg. How they got an unfair advantage? <laughs> like, come on now. Once again, don't be the excuse person, right? So... I told y'all there, there was a flip side, right? The why people succeed. So why do people succeed? Because they change their mentality, right? I, I keep telling myself, I don't know, every day, multiple times a day, why I'm not going to be able to do something. I wake up at, at 4.10 every morning and I'll sit there for 5 or 10 minutes while I'm slowly getting out of bed going, oh, I don't want to do this workout. Oh my God, I got all this stuff at work. Oh my God. I do it too, but then I literally like slap myself and I get back into it, right? Because I know there's a benefit at the end of it all. I know there is. So I'm going to push through it. And then half the time when I say, even today when I did my workout, I did 200 burpees and then with with, uh, two exercises after each 20 burpees, straight through, straight 15 minutes, um... And then I said, man, I'm burnt out, I'm tired, I'm sore because I've worked out hard the day before. But I work out every day, basically. So, like, how much am I going to bitch about that? So what did I do? I was like, you know, uh, I'll switch it up. Before I knew it, it was an hour and I was still working out. So that's after two months of working out almost every day and half of that working out twice a day, at least five days a week. It's got me to the point where my mind kicks in the bitching starts, the excuses start, and then my mind slaps me and, and pushes, and I just, I get through it. So, um, check out the other uh, uh, podcasts, and, and check me out on Instagram, and Facebook, you know, all under 15 to life, um, but another one I did was, you know, how everyone needs to get a job, 
that's uh, not a job as in go to work. It's a justified obsessive behavior. And that means good and positive ones. Ones that take you to where you want and need to be. So like for me, it was exercising. I was up to 242 pounds. Uh, I wasn't liking the way I looked. I wasn't like the way I feel. Uh, always tired, over, always everything else. So now I've been busting my butt and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway to my goal, right? So I'm feeling good after two months. It's not bad. Um, I'm going to keep pushing. Anyway, why people fail is 100% a mental thing. That all, all those outside things, they're more distractions than obstacles. Let me say that again, people. People fail because they allow distractions to become physical, mental, spiritual obstacles, don't allow that to happen. And I'm going to be putting out some more content with a little bit of a challenge for y'all. A little bit of a challenge, right? Um, I just want to format it right. It's something I kind of do, but but I want you guys to kind of jump in on this too. I'll be sharing more. So once again, check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on TikTok, all under 15 to life. Um, check out this YouTube channel that's up now too. I love y'all. I wish you all the best week ever. Um, I know we're all going through a lot, COVID-19 and everything else. Uh, please be sure to tell people how you feel. Don't just wait for something negative to talk to someone and, and kind of ridicule them and, and diminish their, their spirit for the day. Don't forget to say thank you, smile, and I love you. Because it's powerful. Smile at people. It's powerful. Tell someone they look good, even if you don't know them and will never see them again. It will empower them for the day. So, I love you. I think you look great, even though I can't see you. And I wish you the best today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, year, and life. Alright, this is Tito, 15 to Life.